guys, and welcome back to another episode of Caitlin Cracks the Code. I am your host, Caitlin Anderson, and on my podcast, we are cracking the code on all things health, wellness, and self-development to help you become the best version of yourself. I also bring on special guests who I will ask just one thought-provoking question to. This is to emulate if you were to run into them on the street or at a Starbucks, and you could only ask them one question, what would it be? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Caitlin Cracks the Code. So for this week's episode, I figured since, I mean, it's not technically summer yet, I believe June 23rd is the first day of actual summer, but if you live in Texas or somewhere hot, then you know that it's already so hot outside and it basically feels like summer. Summer is basically here and I am all about the summer mindset right now and vacation mode and just wanting to try out new things all that. So I figured today would be a fun episode to talk about summer recipes and reading lists. So these recipes are either going to be ones that I already do and I already make and enjoy in the summertime or new ones I haven't tried yet and I've come across on Pinterest and I am just dying to try. That is the recipe portion and then at the end I also put together a reading list. So I will tell you guys my current books I'm reading as well as my next coming up books. I just got a couple new ones so the books I'm going to be reading next and then also a little list of just fun books I feel like to read in the summertime and books that are on my reading list. So that is a little overview of today's episode, but first I want to get into my top three favorites from this past week. Okay, first up on my favorites list, this one is going to be White Lotus Season 2. I just finished it. I thought this was so much better than Season 1. Season 1 was kind of weird. Like, I liked it and I enjoyed it, but it just gave me weird vibes, like all the music and just... It was kind of odd. I mean, I I liked the season, but I feel like I just really, really enjoyed the second season because of, one, the setting, two, the characters, and three, just the whole plot and the whole story of it. I thought it was just so fun to watch, and I'm, like, already wanting to watch season three. I know that'll probably be a while before it comes out, but, yeah, this first one was a show. I had to mention White Lotus season two. And every one of you listening has probably already seen it, but I'm a little slow on watching shows. So I just finished it and I loved it. Next up, this one's just a random favorite, but it is something that I've been doing these past two days. And let me tell you, it has been quite a job. I've basically been doing two-a-days because this was a whole workout in itself. It is cleaning out my fridge and my freezer So I haven't done this in so long and you guys know how it gets when you don't do it in forever, then it just, it's a job. Like it is a job to go through all of that food, make sure nothing's expired, taking out all of the shelves, washing them down, cleaning out the whole inside of your fridge and your freezer. Like it takes hours. But let me tell you, now that it's done and it's all organized and everything is just neat and clean, it feels so good. That's with anything, like obviously when you go through something that is a big job and cleaning your whole room or going through your whole closet, like anything like that, it definitely sucks while you're doing it, but that satisfaction of getting done with it and a job well done and it just looks so good and you feel so good about the job that you did and it just makes you feel more clear-headed. I swear, every time I clean something, 
it motivates me to want to clean something else. And so this kind of sparked something in me. I want to have summer projects of just organizing and cleaning everything, like my whole environment. That is something I'm really looking forward to this summer. And I'm probably going to do a whole episode on summer projects. But for now, I'm just getting started. So bear with me. But yeah, just cleaning out my fridge, cleaning out my freezer. It's been so nice and enjoyable. And now I'm excited because after I record this podcast, I'm going to go to the store and pick up a lot of things and fill it back up because it needs some food in it now because I did have to throw out a lot of stuff. So that was number two on the favorite list. And now moving on to my last favorite. This one is something that I just tried at Starbucks the other day after a long period of hangriness. It really hit the spot and I don't believe I've tried this before. If I have, it's been... It's definitely been years. I just don't remember. It is a sausage, egg, and cheese McMuff, Not a McMuffin. That's a McDonald's. English muffin. There we go. It was absolutely delicious. Like I said, I was really hangry, so I believe I would have loved anything at that point. But no, this definitely was something that I would get again. And I've always just gotten egg bites the past, I don't even know how long, many, many months. But this is something that I would definitely want to get when I want something more filling. Like I said, it is sausage, egg, and cheese on an English muffin. So it is definitely more filling than just the egg white bites. I also just realized that along with that breakfast I got, I got my first iced matcha latte of 2023 from Starbucks. That's kind of insane that I waited halfway through the year Not that I waited, I actually did that intentionally because I was doing 75 hard, I cut out all Starbucks, and then getting off of 75 hard, it's not like you want to go immediately back to Starbucks every single day, getting a matcha that's sweetened with cream or whatever, sweet cream, cold foam. So I just, I haven't gotten that in so long, but I do want to enjoy things in moderation and that is key, I feel like, to living a happy life, so... I'm going to get it from time to time, and I just realized that it was the first time I've gotten that since last year, technically, since 2022. Kind of crazy. I did get a matcha at the airport when I went to Naples a couple weeks back, so I guess technically that was my first Starbucks matcha of 2023, but I usually never get those. Like, I always get the iced ones. So yeah, it's just, it's still June is the first time that I've went and gotten a Starbucks matcha. So weird. Those are all my favorites. Top three from this week. White Lotus season two. My fridge, cleaning it out, getting it all organized. And the Starbucks sausage, egg, and cheese English muffin. And now we're going to get into my guest of the show today. Her name is Bonnie Hari, aka the food babe. If you know about her on Instagram, she posts some of the most informative pictures and reels of what is actually in our food and what we're consuming on a regular basis from store-bought brands to drive-throughs, like you name it, it's going to be on her page. And she goes into depth and detail on all the things, all the chemicals, all the additives, Anything that could possibly be in food that you probably already know is not too great for you. I really related to Vani because, like me, she grew up eating anything she wanted, going through drive throughs That's pretty common. I feel like a lot of our parents just fed us cereal or going through a drive through on the way home. They didn't know better. And so now, as I've gotten older and gotten into health and wellness a lot more... I am more into checking the labels on things and looking into ingredients, 
not consuming too much of things that I know are not that great for you. So I was excited to have Vani on. She has a new book coming out that you can pre-order now. We're going to talk about that in today's episode. So let's go ahead and get into my conversation with the food babe. Let's get cracking. So I wanted to have you on because I recently went through a life change myself, just realizing how good real whole foods are for you. Because at the beginning of this year, I did the 75 hard challenge. I don't know if you're familiar with that. But basically, I just went all in on eating whole foods, real foods and cutting out all the packaged stuff and fast food, all that. And I've never I've never felt better. So one thing I appreciate that I saw on your Instagram, you're always sharing specific places and specific food chains, popular packaged items that have these harmful ingredients that I, me and millions of other people would not know anything about. So I really appreciate that you do that. And so for those who don't know, what are those most common packaged foods that we go and buy at the grocery store or the most common places we usually go eat at? Like what are those most common places and products we get? And what are the harmful ingredients in those? Okay. That's a good question. So, you know, I have made it my life's mission to tell people the truth about food because for most of my life, I felt dead zombie like, and I was eating just about the standard American diet, everything packaged, processed or fast food or food that wouldn't be prepared by someone else. I would outsource my food to other people. And when I started to insource my food, like actually take ownership of it and start cooking at home with real whole organic ingredients, my whole life changed. I went off nine prescription drugs. I got healthier. Um, I never looked better, like in terms of I didn't have to diet anymore. I just stayed the same weight. My skin was just completely clear, no problems with my skin all of a sudden, whereas most of my life I had eczema all over it or other issues. And so everything changed for me, not to mention the brain fog and the zombie-like feeling completely went away to the point where I became an activist and started to take on these major food companies for the ingredients that they're putting in our food that they don't put in other products that they make for people overseas. So here in the United States, like for example, if you look at a McDonald's French fry, it has like nine plus ingredients to make a McDonald's French fry. One of those ingredients in a McDonald's French fry is dimethyl polysiloxane. It's an ingredient that you'd find in Silly Putty, but when you look it up on the FDA website, they don't regulate the amount that's in our food. It's it can be preserved with formaldehyde, which is a toxin, and it's something we don't really want in our bodies. Well, McDonald's has figured out how to make the same French fries overseas in the UK with just three ingredients and they add salt in after the fact. So you can only imagine that this discrepancy and this hypocrisy is just really maddening and, and is, is, I think, very unethical and one of the worst things that has happened in the uh, American food companies because they've figured out how to make their products safer and better for people overseas and not here. So when you ask about the most popular products that people are eating on a daily basis, it's 
all the fast food that's out there. It's completely processed. It's manufactured to sit on a shelf or in a freezer for a really, really long time so that people can just put it together, reheat it really quickly. And it's not actually cooking in these fast food uh, joints, right? Everything is prepared. Even the rice that you would get, for example, at an Applebee's or some other restaurant, you would get that rice already pre-made, pre-packaged in a plastic bag already made to the point where the person working at that establishment, all they would have to do is stick that bag in a pot of boiling water with the plastic bag. So you can only imagine the the leaching of the plastic chemicals also getting in the rice. So like every time you go out to eat, you're subjecting yourself to the additives in food, but also to the plastic packaging. And all of those things start to together disrupt your body. It creates inflammation. It creates um, uh, autoimmune disorders. It creates um, problems with your hormones, um, problems with your gut. Um, one of the, the main ingredients that you'll find in a lot of ice creams, protein powders, um, uh, different uh, products that you would find at Starbucks are gums, xanthan gum, gar gum, locust gum, all these gums that you find in uh, these different products that you would buy actually are used to emulsify the product to kind of keep it together so that it doesn't fall apart because it's not, they, it's not really, they, they don't want it to disintegrate. They want it to last on the shelf longer. And so that actually disrupts your gut bacteria. And that's actually one of the ingredients that we prohibit in my company, Truvani, where we make the best plant-based protein powder on the market. Um, it only has five ingredients, for example, the vanilla, and it's flavored with real vanilla. Now, the next ingredient that I really want to mention, an additive that that the food company, food companies have figured out that make their food irresistible and more tasty than it would otherwise, is they add natural flavors. Natural flavors is a term that can mean up to 70 to 100 ingredients behind that one term that you see on the label. That's an additive that's made in a factory, in a laboratory, in a chemical lab that they take the one millionth best part of any kind of taste that they might originate in nature, but then they manipulate it so much that it fires these synapses in your brain to hijack your taste buds and for you to remember a flavor. So when you think of a McDonald's hamburger versus a Wendy's hamburger, you automatically know the difference because they've engineered those products to taste exactly different and unique to those profiles. Whereas if you think about a hamburger you made at home, it's different every time. The beef's different every time. The amount of oil or uh, uh, fat that's in that beef is different every time. The bun you may use is almost always different every time. So it's always changing. You don't have that memory uh, of that flavor. But when you think of a Dorito, when you think of a Cheez-It, when you think of a goldfish, you're remembering those flavors exactly to that T and that uniformity of that flavor. And that's what the food industry wants you to do because it keeps you coming back for more. And this is also an ingredient that we have prohibited at Truvani, my company. And it's one of the ingredients that I talk about as being one of the terrible 10 ingredients you'll find in my new book, Food Babe Family, where I share the intimate look into my family on how we eat, including my kids, and it includes over 100 new recipes in my new cookbook. But it, the first part of it is all guidebook on all of the things you want to avoid when you're raising your family and when you're raising yourself, really, right? 
Um, you know, the things that I feed my kids to eat, eat are things that I would eat, right? Like I don't give them stuff that I wouldn't eat, right? And we, we see a lot of parents like eating, you know, like feeding their kids chicken nuggets all the time, but they won't eat them. But like you, you have to realize that like, we have to be the best role models for our kids. We have to show them how to eat. And so that starts with you. Okay, so the natural flavors, I did not know about that. I That's so crazy to me. I've always thought that that was more, because you hear artificial flavors. Of course, we all know that that's terrible for you. But the natural flavors, I had no idea about. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, and then you mentioned your cookbooks coming out. And, and is that in October, I believe I heard? Yes. In October. Okay, so everybody can get that anywhere in October? Yeah, well, they can get it anywhere now where books are sold or in October. And if you pre-order at foodbabefamily.com, if you pre-order on any of the book sites like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, et cetera, or your independent bookstore, I'm giving away a 20-minute video where I go through the snacks that I love to eat that don't have natural flavors or gums or any of these things that I talk about. But also you get a PDF guide of all the snacks that I eat at my house. That was so informative and so helpful for me. I'm so glad that Vonnie got to come on today. I mentioned earlier that her Instagram is really good, but seriously guys, if you haven't checked it out, I would go look at some of her posts. Just scrolling through it, you will probably come across some of your favorite brands and things that you buy at the store all the time, just maybe every week. Things that you thought were healthy that you should probably double check. I know I've seen some things pop up that were on my grocery list and just... Knowing what is in your food is so important and so helpful. Even if you don't stop consuming it completely, just cutting back on it and not consuming it as much is going to help. It's all about getting informed and really picking your poison with things in life. No one is perfect. No one eats clean 100% of the time. But I think over time, just learning what's in your food, seeing what makes you feel your best and what fuels your body and makes you just wake up every day and make you feel like you're filled with energy and like you're not sluggish. Food plays such a role in your mood. So just over time, learning about different foods and all the ingredients is so important. And that's something I've really been into lately. So I hope that you guys enjoyed that conversation. Now we're going to talk all things summer recipes. I'm so excited about this. I have my little notes right here next to me on my phone and I saved some pictures. Obviously, I want to look at the pictures I have from Pinterest and tell you guys all about these recipes I'm excited to try. But with that being said, I'm looking at these and I'm kind of hungry. It's making me hungry. Just, oh, they look all so good. So we're going to get started with the first one. And that is one that I already do. One that I've been into lately, I guess the past, I'd say month, I've really been into this. So this is one that I really like to do if I want a lighter dinner. So if I ate later in the day, if I had a big lunch or I'm just, I'm not that hungry, but I still, you know, you still want to eat. You still want something. You just don't want a huge meal. This is one that I've been doing. That is snack plates. So I love doing these for a light dinner. Like I said, the ones that I usually do consist of turkey sausage sticks, or turkey pepperoni, some string cheese, some kind of nuts. So usually like almonds or cashews. I also really like walnuts. And then I like to have some fruit. So strawberries or I've really been loving cuties. Those are just really good. 
that's usually my go-to in what I have. It's not a whole lot, but you can get really fancy with these and build them up and make them a whole ordeal if you do want something bigger or if you just want to take a small snack plate out by the pool. It's really up to you on how you design it, and it's just, it's so fun to make. So I want to share with you guys a couple of ideas so that you can make your own snack plate at home. So I think some good additions to the one that I already said is to add in some pretzels, some Greek yogurt, and some berries, especially strawberries, blueberries, raspberries. Those are really good in the summertime. And peaches, I think peaches would be good, especially with like cashews and nuts. Greek yogurt with some honey drizzled on it. I'm looking at one that looks really good. So in the middle, they have cottage cheese and Trader Joe's chili lime. So that's interesting. I know cottage cheese is like huge right now. People are making cookie dough and ice cream with cottage cheese, like all these things. I haven't tried that out yet, but maybe that's one I should have added to this list. But yeah, they have that in the middle with salami, rice crackers, hummus, and pesto. And then also a side of veggies. So that looks like a really good one. Hummus and crackers is one I have not had in so long. I forgot. I love that snack. But you know when you go through phases of eating things and then you kind of eat it until you're sick of it? That's kind of how I live my life. And so I forget these past snacks that I used to have all the time. But yeah, hummus and crackers, that's really good. It looks like they, they mixed pesto with the hummus. That's something I've never seen before. That sounds interesting. Um, so yeah, so that's the first one I'm looking at here. This next one is more of a basic one, but looks absolutely delicious. So they cut up an apple. You can have a little side of peanut butter, rolled up cheese and rolled up chicken for some protein, some carrots and peppers for your veggies, some cream cheese topped with everything but the bagel seasoning, some cashews, probably my favorite nuts right now, and then some fruit, which is strawberries and grapes. So this is a more filling snack plate. It has a lot of everything. So like I said, you could get really fancy with these. These are great to take out when you're going to the beach or just out by the pool with friends too as well. But also if you're just watching a movie, I love making a snack plate then. So really, these are just good for so many different occasions. There's really no rules to making these. You can dress them up however you want to. If you want to add a little bit of chocolate on the side for some sweets, also, I forgot to mention watermelon. Watermelon would be a really good fruit to add for the summertime, especially if you're going to be outside. So that's the first recipe I want to talk about. Not that I say it out loud now and it kind of sounds silly because I know it's not a recipe. You're not actually cooking or baking something. You're just throwing a lot of things together, but I still wanted to mention it in here. And recipes covers a multitude of things, so it's fine. Okay, moving on to the next one. This is one that really caught my eye. One that I haven't really seen before. It's really simple to make and sounds so, so hydrating and delicious for the summertime. It's called a healthy summer slush. This is one that I picture after you've spent like a long day out in the sun and you just want something really refreshing. Instead of hitting up your local gas station and getting that really sugary slushy or icy, which we all know and love, if you want to make a little healthier version of this, this sounds really, really good. So the ingredients are frozen watermelon. And okay, I do have to mention this because I feel like, I mean, most of you probably already know this, but if you don't, then pro tip, anytime you're making a smoothie or this slushy especially, you want to have your fruit 
frozen because if it's not, it's not going to taste the same. The texture is going to be off and it's just so much better if you have it frozen than if you don't. And if you've made them both ways, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. So frozen watermelon, frozen dragon fruit. I never buy dragon fruit, but I would to make this. Frozen strawberries and coconut water. So it looks like you just throw all of that into a blender and blend it on up and it comes out like a little slush. And I will definitely be trying this. I'm gonna be trying this soon. I picture me out by the pool drinking this and reading a good book. That just sounds delightful. Especially it is just, it has gotten so hot and it's so humid. And I've been outside doing more jogging like I mentioned in the last episode. And so I feel like this would also be really good after a good workout. Like I know it doesn't have a bunch of protein in it, but if you want just a hydrating drink after a workout, I do believe this would be a really good one to try. So that is my second one, this summer slushy. Moving on, we do have another drink, but this one is a smoothie. It's not a slushy. This one just by the picture makes you so thirsty. It looks so good. These are interesting ingredients thrown together that I would probably never think of, but they sounded really good, especially just, I don't know. It sounds really good when you mix it with all these things and it looks really good. The color's really pretty. So I think this one would be a really good smoothie for the summertime, but it is called a gut health and digestive smoothie. So what this has in it, and again, I will reiterate, you have to have the fruit frozen. So every time I mention fruit with a smoothie or whatever, it's going to be frozen. So watermelon, strawberries, raspberries, mint leaves, lime juice, ice cubes, and half a cup of water. So all of that mixed together, it kind of sounds like it's going to be like you're going to get a minty lime taste, but also fruity at the same time because of the mint leaves and the lime juice squeezed in. And then you're going to also have your watermelon, your strawberries, your raspberries. It just, it's so, it's an interesting combination, right? Like I haven't really heard that before, but it sounds really good. It looks really good. And I am definitely going to try this out. This gut health and digestive smoothie. This is one I wouldn't necessarily reach for after a workout just because, I don't know, the other one, the slushy. I feel like with coconut water, it's really hydrating, but with this other one, it's more of a smoothie texture, and that one's more of like, you want something really refreshing, you're going to go outside and just chill by the pool. I could see me drinking a smoothie like that, but after a workout, I would reach for the other one, the more of the slushy, hydrating one. Next up, we're going to talk about these fruit ice cubes. So this is one that probably everyone has done before and it's nothing new that you haven't heard of, but it's one that I forget about, one that I haven't done in so long, but it's such a simple way to dress up your water and dress up your day and just the little things matter and make your day that much more special when you take into account like all the small things. So this is one of those things. It's something really small, something really simple, but one that's just a lot of fun to do. So just making your ice cubes, you know, you got your ice tray and you put fruit in there and then the water over it and freeze that. And then that's how you get your ice for your water next time. You reach for your ice cube tray that has the fruit already frozen into the ice. That's so fun. That's so fun to do. I used to do that all the time. Back in my younger days, I don't even know, like probably in my teens, 
even, I don't know, growing up, I would do that too. Like when I was really, really young, I loved doing that. But now that I get older, you know, you get like busier. You don't think about making fruit ice cubes, but it is something that I have got to do this summer. I just love doing it. There's so many other things going on in life that it's hard to remember to make fruit ice cubes, but I'm here to remind you that it is fun. I also think it would help you drink more water just because you're not going to be drinking plain water. It's going to be infused a little bit. It's going to look prettier, that's for sure. If you have a hard time drinking water, try getting one of those clear cups. Even if you're on the go, they have clear cups that have lids on them. Just seeing your water and seeing that it looks pretty and looks nice instead of it's in a Stanley cup and you can't see anything. I do think Whatever you're attracted to, you want more of it, right? It makes sense. So if it looks good, then you're going to probably want to drink more. So there's a little pro tip for you. So fruit ice cubes. I was looking at different combinations that we could do and try out. So the first one, kiwi and raspberry. Yeah, this one is like my top one. This is one that I really want to try ASAP and it just looks really good. I love both of those fruits, but together it just looks really pretty. So kiwi is one. I feel like kiwi is very underestimated or underappreciated because a lot of people never talk about kiwi. I love kiwi and it's just one of those fruits that you don't really see all the time, but kiwi and raspberry is the first one. Next up, blueberry and strawberry. Can't go wrong with those, both the berries. For more like refreshing taste, pineapple and cucumber. I also, when I was in Naples, they had grapefruit and pineapple infused water, which I think would be really good for the ice cubes as well. Blueberry and mint leaves, that's a really popular infusion, so you could also do that for your ice. Ooh, and cherry, that would be fun, just doing like cherries only. And then even, like I know I said you could do water, but you could also do some type of sparkling water. You could do probiotic water. You can get really creative with this. It doesn't have to be just plain water. So those are a few of the combinations that I saw that I want to try out. But don't forget that, you know, there's also those really cute ice trays. You don't have to get just the plain boring square ice or rectangle ice. You can get heart shaped. Like you can, you can find anything on Amazon these days. So Also, you could do that. And then, you know, any fruit as well. Any fruit you want to use, those are just a few of the ones that I named. But any kind of fruit you like, you can mix and match, see what you like. I mean, it's going to be frozen anyway, so it's not going to be too much of an infusion. It's more of an aesthetic look. So however you want your water to look, whatever you think is going to help you drink more water, and also just make you smile and make you happy. It's really the small things in life. So... Fruit ice cubes, that is my next one. Moving on, this is one that I have seen kind of blow up lately. One that is so simple, and I think I've tried this. It's just been a long time, but it looks like such a good dessert to keep on hand, keep in the freezer, and that is the yogurt bark. I say yogurt bark. I mean, I just made that up. I don't know if they have an actual name for this recipe, but that's what it reminds me of is yogurt bark. And it's really simple, so you just get strawberries and raspberries, cut them up into little pieces, mix in yogurt with it, and the way I saw someone make it was they just mixed it together in a bowl, so chop it up, mix it together with some yogurt. After that, you scoop them out and make it into kind of like a patty, so if you were thinking of a hamburger patty, that's kind of the way you scoop it out and flatten it down. 
and you're going to freeze those. So put them on a little tray, some wax paper underneath and freeze those until they get hard. And then you're going to melt some dark chocolate or any type of chocolate, I guess. But I kind of go for the healthier version of things. So I probably do some dark chocolate and melt that down. And then this next part is really up to you. You can like drizzle the dark chocolate on top of it. I've seen other people dunk the whole thing into chocolate either way. And once you have the chocolate on top, I have seen some people, they just eat it like that. Or you can refreeze it again and just keep them in the freezer. So that just sounds like such a good dessert. It's really healthy. It is so easy to make. It's one, two, three, four ingredients. And also you don't even have to do raspberries. This is another one that you can change out the fruit. Well, mainly the only way I've seen it is strawberries and yogurt or strawberries and raspberries and yogurt. But if you don't want both of those fruits, you could just do one or the other. But I think it'd be really good to try both of those together, mix with yogurt and then some chocolate on top. So that's one I'm going to be trying really soon just to keep. I love having like little healthy desserts to keep in the freezer. So before I've mentioned that I love to have peanut butter banana frozen in the freezer. Also dates with peanut butter and dark chocolate chips on top frozen in the freezer. It's just such a good way to keep healthier desserts around rather than you have nothing and so you want some ice cream and you end up going and getting a blizzard or something. You know what I mean? So it's just nice to have those healthier options already made. And so that one I am really, really excited to try. This next one is one that I kind of thought up myself to make that is already a thing. It already exists, but it's one I've really been into nachos <laughs> since going to Naples. I've loved nachos anyway, but you know, like eating a ton of tortilla chips is obviously not going to be the healthiest thing. And I wanted to find a way to make nachos in a healthier way. And so I always, I've been making taco salad now for a couple weeks and I've been obsessed with it. And so I was thinking if I could find out a way to make some low carb, healthier version of tortilla chips, I want to try that out and make some healthy nachos. So that is something I looked up and yes, it's obviously already a thing. And it's really, it's such a simple fix that I just hadn't really thought of. So this is how you can make some low carb nachos. If you have an air fryer, I guess you can make these in the oven as well, but it looked really good in the air fryer. So that's how I'm going to make them. So all you need is some low carb tortillas for the chips. And so you're basically making your own chips and you're just, you're slicing it up. I saw that you could use a little pizza cutter. So slice up the tortilla like you're cutting a pizza and just do that and make a bunch of chips with it. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to spray it down with some avocado oil, put some sea salt on there. And then I saw that if you stick it in the air fryer for 350 at five minutes or so, that's one way to do it. But also I saw other people say you need to leave it in longer. So I'm just going to have to play with it and see how I can make them taste the best. And also depends how you, you know, want your chips extra crispy or whatever. But that's how I'm going to make some low carb tortilla chips for like the base of it. And then on top, I'm going to do everything that I do on my taco salad plus some guacamole. So I'm going to do my ground turkey meat. And if you've missed this already a couple episodes back, I have talked about how I make my taco salad because I'm obsessed with it. But this is how I'm going to dress up the nachos. So I'm going to put my ground turkey meat on top 
And the way I make that is I flavor it with cumin and it gives it that seasoned taco beef taste. So that's really good and also healthy and full of protein. So I'm going to put that on there. Oh, and also I, when I cook the beef, I do already cook in the tomatoes and onions with it. So I chop up a bunch of those and that's all in there as well. So I got the beef, the onions, tomatoes, and then I'll put some Mexican cheese on top. I'm not scared of cheese. I know a lot of people are like anti-cheese and vegan and won't eat cheese, but cheese is fine for me. I don't like get a hurt stomach or I'm not affected by cheese. So I do still eat cheese, even though I do, I try to limit my dairy because I don't want to have a ton of dairy, but cheese just every now and then. Honestly, I eat cheese pretty often, but I don't, one thing I won't cave in on is the milk. Like I'm always going to be an almond milk girl from now on. I just, I don't see me ever going back to actual milk, but cheese, yes. And then I will add guacamole on top of that. So that sounds really good to me. If you guys don't want to go through the whole ordeal of making your own low-carb tortilla chips, then I also want to suggest to try out Quest Taco Chips. I saw these at the store the other day and I got the idea. I was like, this looks so good. First of all, five carbs for the whole bag of them. Not that it's a huge bag of chips. It is a small bag. So if you needed to get two, then you could do that if you wanted to have it for like dinner. But it is only five carbs for one bag and then it has a bunch of protein in it. So those are really good. I've tried Quest chips before and I really like them. So if you just wanted to go ahead and get those chips, that's a healthier version of some thick, salty tortilla chips. And then you can just dress it up however you want to. Uh, I will stick with what I told you guys with the ground turkey meat and all that. But yeah, the low carb nachos, that one I am so excited to make. Especially the tortilla chips, like the chips I'm doing quotation marks because you are making them. Anyways, I'm going to try them out and I will report back. So those are all the recipes I have for you guys today for summer. And it's making me really hungry. So I'm excited to get a snack after this podcast. Now we're going to move on to my reading list. And I kind of broke this up into three different parts. So first up being what I'm currently reading. And then some books that I recently bought that are next up. And then finally, just some books in general that are on my to-read list. So the book that I'm currently reading right now is called Things I Wish I Told My Mother. It's really cute. It is about a mother and daughter who go on a trip to Paris. And the reason I actually got it was right before Naples, I was looking for a new book to read. That's just always something fun I like to do is to pick out a new book if I'm going on a trip. And this one stuck out to me because it was a mother and daughter going on a trip. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I kind of have to get this book because it's so fitting for the trip, obviously, because I was going with my mom. And so I felt like I had to get the book. And so, yeah, that's why I got it. Not a crazy reason, but I am enjoying the book. I am getting close to being done and I'm really excited. You know, when you get like, you're just, you're so excited to start a new book. But then when you get another book while you're reading a book, you're so excited to finish the book you're reading so you can read the next book. That is me right now. And so I'm so excited because of my next books that I already purchased. And I need to stop. I need to stop buying books and finish all the books that I have. And I've been good about that, actually. It's just lately here within the past month, I've been buying more books. 
I need to chill. I need to chill. But anyways, so that's the book I'm reading right now. Things I wish I told my mother. I have less than 100 pages left. And I believe it's like 307 pages. So I'm getting close. 200 and something pages I've read already. Now I want to tell you guys the two books that I purchased recently that I just, I can't wait to read both of them. I do think I'm going to put up a poll on my Instagram for you guys to help me pick which book I should read next because I want to read both of them, but I'm not sure which one. So I might let you guys pick for me. So the first one is by Christine Quinn. If that name rings a bell, you probably know her from Selling Sunset as the villain. I do think anybody though, you can always learn something from someone. Yes, I don't agree with everything she did, but I mean, also, you never know what's real and what's fake, first of all, but for someone to have such success as she has, then there's obviously something there. There's something to learn from her, and she's very powerful. She's a very powerful woman with a big presence, so I was really excited to get her book. It's called How to Be a Boss Bish by Christine. I heard her say that she has never had an Instagram or like any social media platforms. I believe until that show came out, which is insane because she has now grown her platform to, let's see, 4.6 million followers on Instagram. So that's something really insane to me. Obviously, she knows how to build a brand, a personal brand for sure. She knows what she's doing in the business world. And so I'm excited to read her book. I mean, obviously, the title is very captivating as well. It sounds very empowering, so I'm excited to read that one. And then the next one, you guys have probably heard of Dan Bilzerian. He is one wild man with a really good book, it sounds like. Everyone said this book is actually really, really good and better than they would have expected. I believe he kind of gives you a whole life recap of everything he's gone through, but also along the way, like he gives you lessons and things he's learned. This book is thick. I don't even, I think this book is over 500 pages. It's called The Setup. Yeah, I just looked, it's 512 pages. So this one is pretty thick. I did already read a little bit of The Ford by David Goggins. And it was so funny that like made me so excited to read it. Because he was obviously in his David Goggins voice cussing up a storm in his Ford saying how he never would have believed if you told him earlier he'd be riding a Ford for Dan Bilzerian. Just because he thought they never had anything in common. And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Even though if you don't agree with someone's life or you don't necessarily think that they live the most moral life or whatever it may be, I feel like you can learn something from every single person you ever encounter. And so even people like Dan Bilzerian and Christine Quinn, people that are very controversial or can have differing beliefs than you... It's cool to see other sides if you're open to it. So those are some books I have that I'm going to read coming up. And now, finally, I will tell you guys what is on my to-read list. A couple books that I have in my Amazon cart that I really want to get once I finish all the books I already have. So the first one is The Creative Act, A Way of Being by Rick Rubin. So I listened to a recent conversation that... Jay Shetty had with him on his podcast and I was just really moved by the conversation. It really resonated with me because as a content creator and having to always find a way to think outside the box and be creative, he talked all about this subject and also if you're having 
a creative block or you want to start something like a project or a side hustle or you just want to venture out and start something new, I think this book would be really, really good for you to read. I haven't read it yet, but I feel like by the way they were talking, like the conversation alone was so, so good. It made me sit, like drop everything I was doing and get on my phone, go and add his book to my cart on Amazon because I just loved the podcast so much that he was talking on. So I think this guy really knows what he's talking about. He's got such a good perspective and gives such great advice on all things creative talk. So anybody out there who is an aspiring content creator, if you want to create something, Rick Rubin, look into him. I believe he just started a podcast too. That is the first book on my to-read list. Next one is Die With Zero by Bill Perkins. This book I keep hearing about on podcast. And so the whole concept of it is really interesting because it's one that you don't hear often. You kind of hear the opposite. And so this is one that I want to see his side and his point of view because I I also kind of could see why you'd want to do this and it makes sense. So this book is supposed to be a guide for getting the most out of your money. So for example, I heard that he talks about how you need to spend money on certain experiences that can only really happen once. Like for example, if you're 22 years old, you just graduated college and you want to go live in hostels and go backpacking through Europe, then by all means, he says, spend your money on that. Don't try and be smart and save your money. If you feel like you should really do that and that's something that you just, you feel like would light your soul on fire, you need to go do it. Because as time goes by, things get harder. You start having kids. You have a significant other. It just gets harder and that's something you're going to look back on your life and be so happy that you did. And really it is all about the memories in life. So that's a type of thing that with time it gets harder to do. And so that's something that you need to do while you're young. You need to go ahead and spend that money and do that now because that is actually so worth it. But at the same time, if you're 22, you just graduated college, then I'm sure he talks about you don't need to go spend your money on a brand new car once you get your first paycheck and start already getting into debt. Like that, getting that new car can wait. So I believe the whole concept of his book is like, It's a guide to getting the most out of your money, like I said, and just kind of showing you along the way in different stages of your life how you should be spending your money on what experiences, what things give you the most out of your life and just bring you the most happiness while also knowing how to save money as well. So I don't know if I'm explaining that too good. That's why I need to read the book, but that's just kind of how it sounded on these podcasts, I heard about this book. Everyone just keeps, I keep hearing it. I've heard it like three times now. I was looking at what the book says it's about and it says, it helps you optimize your life at whatever stage you're in so that you can fully enjoy what you've saved and worked for. So yeah, maybe I didn't do a terrible job of explaining that. Okay, so moving on, these last two recommendations are more, actually there's three. Okay, yeah, there's three more recommendations that I haven't read these yet, but they're more like fun books. The last two I mentioned were definitely more self-help type books, but these last ones are fiction and just they look so fun to read in the summertime, especially if you're going on a little beach trip or honestly if you're just chilling at home 
or you're going out to the pool. Like, it doesn't matter. These just look like such good summer reads. So the first one is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. So many of you have probably already read that book. This one is so popular. I've seen everybody read this, but it looks so cute. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I've been wanting to read this one forever. And looking on Amazon, it says it's a New York Times bestseller. It also says if you're looking for a book to take on holiday this summer, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo has got all the glitz and glamour to make it a perfect beach read. So yes, I believe I will want to be getting this book ASAP for the summertime. That alone just makes me want to read it. Next up, this one is called The Unhoneymooners. This one is supposed to be a rom-com, also a very popular one. The cover of this book is so cute. It's very tropical vibes, yellow, and I believe there's like a toucan on there. Very beachy looking. So it says, for two sworn enemies, anything can happen during the Hawaiian trip of a lifetime. Maybe even love in this romantic comedy. Sounds so cute. I love that it's a Hawaiian trip. Maybe I should get this one when I go to Hawaii later on in a couple months. That would be fun. So that is one I'm going to keep in mind. The very last one, I've never seen this book before until I was in the airport and I was looking around at the books. Not that I needed another book, but I, you know, I was just browsing. So I picked this one up because of the cover. It just looks so pretty. And Italy has been on my list of places I want to go, especially lately. Everybody's going to Italy, right? In the summertime. And you just, you get FOMO and you're like, I want to go to Italy. So I picked this one up and it's called One Italian Summer. Initially, I had picked it up for the cover, as I mentioned, but I read the back and it sounds really, really good. It says it's about a mother-daughter who's supposed to go on a trip to Italy and apparently her mom has died, but it says the impossible happens and Carol appears in real life form. She comes back as a healthy 30-year-old and that Carol's the mom, by the way. Katie, the daughter, she doesn't understand what's happening but she meets her mom and gets to know her through this new form of her being healthy and also a young woman because I'm sure the mom was much older. So she's meeting her mom when she was younger and healthy and she gets to know her before she was sick. That's what I'm getting from the back of the book. Maybe I'm a little off. I don't know, but it just, it sounds very, very interesting. I've never heard of a book told like that. Very cool. That is one that I also really want to read. If you guys have read any of those books or if you tried any of the recipes that I mentioned in today's episode, shoot me a DM, let me know, leave a comment on something at KCTCPod on Instagram and TikTok. I love to hear from you guys with any comments or recommendations you have for the show. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple and Spotify. Thank you guys as always for listening to this week's episode and I will talk to you all next week. <music>